The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Well, we actually have a feel-good club. I cannot believe that I'm in a position where I'm reading stuff on deadline day coming out of a club. And not only is it is most of it stuff that I agree with, it actually gives you like a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. I don't know what's happened, but I'm very much here for it. Uh, welcome to episode 84 of the Mighty Mike's podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Hello. How's things, mate? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Like you say, it's, it's quite nice seeing... A football club behave like a football club probably should. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think there's <laughs> enough of that, really. No, well, we've seen over the last week, particularly with uh, Project Big Picture, which luckily we don't have to get into massively because it's already been binned off. <laughs> and everyone, everyone knows what stupid fucking idea it was. <laughs> it's a bad even, sign when I think even the big six knew. Yeah, it's a bad sign when like. The, the oh, this is to help the top. This will really benefit the top six supporters clubs of all the top six come together to say no. <laughs> mm, yes, not great, yeah. not great. Yeah, but uh, because we've done two in the international, there isn't as much to talk about, which is good. Uh, we'll go into the the major stuff straight away. Uh, Robbie Gotts has gone on loan to Lincoln. He's going somewhere to play some football. Uh, I'm just assuming he's going to be on the bench for 20 straight games or something. Yeah. And not come on at all. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, I'm really I mean, looking I, forward I don't know to seeing Link- what he can do. Sorry, I just don't, I don't even know who Lincoln's manager is, but I'm just uh, assuming. I believe it's, Ma- it's Michael Appleton, isn't it? Ah, well, well done him. Um, excellent signing. I can only just, I can only assume now that Michael Appleton will be talking about how good he is in the squad, how how he probably deserves to play more. Yeah. Uh, well, Bielsa loved that, didn't he? You know, I feel bad for him. It's my fault. I, I it's my bad that he hasn't played enough, and therefore he has to leave. And that's pretty much what he said about Barry Douglas today. Yeah. As he went on a season long loan to Blackburn Rovers, but obviously his contract's up at the end of the season, so this is the end of Barry Douglas at Leeds United. And this was the first part of the, you know, heartwarming stuff. When was the last time we had a player leave with this much? Well, like, I think all sides knew we had to, and no one was mad, and all everyone could do was praise the other. Yeah, it's... I, the closest thing I can think of is, is the Andy Hughes thing when he left. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, just that, although the weird thing with Husey was that he pretty much played half that season anyway. Yeah. Um, but we needed to keep George McCartney around apparently. So Husey, Husey left. God, he ended, God, he was a monumental waste of money for someone who should in theory have been a really good signing. Yeah. Um, but no, no it's, it's like you say, it's it's the best for Douglas at this stage of his career that he gets someone to play regular football. Um, you know, it's 
there's no sense in keeping him around here if he's going to play. I mean, we're not even in the League Cup, so realistically, you're looking at him maybe playing in the the Football League Trophy. Or, yeah, and maybe or, the or third round of the FA Cup. Yeah. Maybe. You know, clearly at this stage, I, th- I think once you saw that you know Davis making the bench and coming out against Man City, it, it very much showed what the pecking order is. Yeah. It's one of them where it's, I suppose it's the different table that we're dining at now. Mm. Like we've signed a player who played for us for two years, did fairly well, although you couldn't say like spectacularly well by any stretch, but he did well enough when he played. And a couple of years ago, if you'd have said that's what we got out of a three million pound signing, you'd have been thinking that's a really bad signing. Yeah. But I think that he did quite, you know, he played pretty well. He had some spells of really good form and, you know, he got done a bit by injuries. Yeah. But I think overall, because we've signed him in the Championship and gone up to Premier League and then he's gone, you have to say it was a good signing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think there was anyone at the time when he came in that, that would have said it was. You know, I think we're all pretty happy to see to see him come in. Obviously, I was delighted. Right, it, it obviously had the, the great season at Wolves, uh, getting promoted with them, and I, and I think it is just that thing of I think if we would have gone into the three three one three and had that as our as our regular formation, it probably would have worked out a bit better for him. I think yeah. he, I think he probably struggled playing more as a, a as a, probably as a slightly deeper role as a fullback, trying to get higher up the pitch and and getting back. Yeah, he's very uh, much a wing back rather than a fullback, isn't he? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the, I think honestly, if he's just that little bit quicker, it's probably not. It's probably not an issue. Yeah. He, well, that's what was said by the Wolves fans when he went, because a lot of them were annoyed that he went when he did. Because it wasn't like with us, where we all thought he isn't up to this, I don't think. Yeah. I just don't think he's quick enough for Premier League. But and the Wolves fans, because he'd had such a good season in the Championship, wanted to keep him. But the Wolves coaches and the management all straight away thought, yeah, he was great in the Championship, but he wasn't quick enough to play in the Premier League. And that was two and a bit years and five injuries ago. Yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw the stat today, actually, that, uh, Barry Douglas is, I, I did. Uh, I, I've seen the stat. Not, uh, Leeds didn't lose a single game where Barry Douglas completed 90 minutes, played 21, 15, drew five. And he has overtaken. Uh, this was, I think the bit that surprised me most. Yeah. The, the, the previous, the previous record holder. The previous record holder was Jamie Clapp, who won nine of his games when com- when completing ninety minutes. So that was at the start of the two thousand seven two thousand eight season. Yeah, well, um, it, I suppose it's like that start, wasn't it? But, uh, Liverpool never lost a game where Ian Rush scored, and that's ni- a great start, isn't it? and neither did Leeds when he scored for Leeds. Admittedly, that was two games, <laughs> <laughs> but it was still true. But no, I, I mean, Blackburn, I think, is a good move for him. They've had an OK start to the season. Like, I mean, you can't do out by position now, but they're sixth, so they've started OK. And they seem to have signed a couple of good players. 
Yeah, they've, I think they've, they've certainly improved on over the last, uh, say, eighteen months. Um, yeah. I, th- I think they've they've started to almost become almost formulate a playing style now. Um, you know, and, and I thought when we played them in the away game last season, they they had some decent spells of football. To be fair, and they you know created a few chances. Yeah, I'm ju- I'm just hoping that for Doug to say that he can stay injury free all season. Yeah. If he can stay injury free all season, it will it'll be a really good signing for Blackburn. So they're the they're the two outs. I don't we haven't there hasn't been anyone else slipped away since the last podcast, has there? Uh did Wait. anyone else go out on loan? Uh no, because the last one we'd got to the McCallum had already gone. Had we got, when what what was the actual previous deadline day? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Because I can't. <laughs> so organised. Yeah. Well, th- this is again the problem when you do this immediately after I finish work. Yeah. Um, but no, I think yeah, you know, was it we didn't really have. Well, because I'm genuinely trying to remember, like when when the previous one was. Uh, it was October 5th, so we're all right. Yeah. And the, so we have talked about Lafinha and everything like that. And with that means we've also talked about uh, Doug, uh, Douglas. That's because I just said that. Bogut's going out and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, but we, even though we were not, we were definitely not signing anyone today. Like they asked Bielsa in his press conference and he said, sincerely, no. But we have signed someone today. And even if he doesn't play a minute for us this season, I'm glad to see this because it's it was the right thing to do. Yeah, Etano Berardi signed a new one year deal at Leeds United. Obviously, you know he extended his contract to finish the season with us, even though he was out of contract. And it's a it is a it is a career risk that if you take emotion out of it, players shouldn't really do. Mm. Nearly, nearly all of them did. Because you, it's not in a vacuum. But in a vacuum, you probably wouldn't do it. But, I mean, he did his ACL, didn't he, away at Derby? Yeah. And it was that it was the Derby game. If he'd have done it in the Barnsley game, that game mattered. Like, uh, it was that he did it in the Derby game, which didn't matter. We were already done. So I felt really sorry for him, but I'm really glad to see that we signed a new contract and hopefully he can get back fit. I mean, we could do with him this weekend because that's the other thing that we haven't talked about. Uh, but hopefully we get to see him at least once more. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to see him make that. I, I kind of stuff like this. I always liken it to the the Paddy Kiz Norbo comeback at QPR. You know that little cameo at the end of the season. Um, because at this point, I mean, I mean, I think was it Monday? I think we were both sat there watching the the thread of of all his red cards. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you just think this? I mean, the, the Accrington red card. What what a debut! In a way, I suppose the best, the fitting way for Berardi to if this is if he is just doing this season, and then that'll be that. Which is but, you'd think probably the case. Are you going to say he comes on? He comes on knee high tackle. He comes on with two minutes left in the final game of the season. The fans are back. Is our final game at home or away? Okay. <laughs> 
because he has to do it in the second last game if we're, if we're away. Because, <laughs> uh, but yeah, comes on two minutes left in front of it. Probably even by that point, I don't think it'll be a fully packed out Elland Road. Oh, we've got West Brom. Yeah, provided there's nothing on the line in the game. Come on, with two minutes left and just nut someone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it don't matter. You know, what what are you gonna get? Oh, I've got a three game Premier League ban in a league I'm probably I'm going back to Italy anyway. <laughs> if Matty if if Taylor could somehow secure himself a move to West Brom yeah. so that Berardi could do it properly this time, that'd be nice. Maybe Mateus Pereira just for the crime of being really good. <laughs> How dare you beat me? In fact, so if it's with 30 seconds left when we're 3-0 up, when we're at home to Man United in April, come on, <laughs> nut someone for absolutely no reason. There's five games left. Get Do it well enough that you get banned for all five. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want out of Berardi in his last game. But like, I I can't believe how well he did last season. I would have never thought in a million years that the thing to do with Berardi was to make him a centre back. Be it until I saw it. Yeah, I mean, given given the requirements of of what Bielsa needs from not not even just full backs, just defenders in general, he's never been a ball playing. Even fullback, but it turns know. out he is much better at that than he, he gave him credit for. It's just that he never mm. had calls to do it. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the role Ailing does at fullback, and and obviously Dallas now on the other side, or Alioski or whoever it's been, and that it was never the sort of player Berardi was. But yeah, just moving because I mean the. The first season when obviously Jansen was rested at the start and it was uh, Berardi and, and Cooper starting off the season, we got off to a great start with them. And, it, and you were kind of looking at first thinking that they could comfortably keep Pontus out for a while. Yeah, when Berardi ended up having to do uh, going up and winning headers against Peter Crouch. Yeah. Because he but wants it more. I'm I'm delighted to see him back. Uh, I don't. I haven't actually seen the like five minute interview with him that they've put up on Twitter yet because I've, obviously I've literally just finished work. Uh, but I mean, he'll be nowhere near now because it'll be in, what six to nine months for that. And it was lit. Was it late? Was it July when he did it, or was it June? Still, I think it was July, wasn't it? Yeah. So you're looking at sort of March, April at the earliest in all likelihood. Mm. But as I say, I hope he can come back, play a few 23s games and then get on the pitch for the first team again before the end of the season, even if it's for five minutes. Because I know Bielsa doesn't do that sort of substitution, but if there's nothing on the line, obviously only if there's nothing on the line in the game. But you would think even he would go, yeah, go on, have five minutes. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be quite funny to see just because, like you say, Bielsa doesn't do sentimentality, does he? No, I mean, what he should do, really, is just go around impregnating the women of Leeds as a public service. 
make Leeds a better looking place. Yeah, just make it a better looking place. Make us, you know, fill up the academy in 10 years. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, my 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 fiance is what just coming up on four months pregnant. If I if I could swap my jeans out for Varadis, I think I would. <laughs> I think I think she would too. If she's any sense, yeah. which she's engaged mm. to me, so she probably doesn't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, there's not a great, but the obviously that is a centre back in through the doors. In a man, in a way of speaking, uh, but we've got probably two unavailable against Wolves on Monday, at least one, but probably two. Uh, Diego Lorente and Liam Cooper both came back with groin injuries from uh, international duty, who were misses. Uh, <laughs> and the way they've said it is like Lorente is. De- Stop saying Lorente, Jack. It's Llorente. Uh <laughs> But he's out for at least a few weeks, and they've said, oh, Cooper might be available, but I severely doubt it. Yeah, they said Cooper's going to undergo a fitness test, I think, before the Wolves game. Mm. But at this stage, I mean, realistically, we don't need to be risking him for for the Wolves game, do we? No, I mean, it would be, it would be very helpful to have him, but... Especially when the following game is on the Friday, so it's quite a quick turnaround. Mm. That's almost why like, I have I have I have enough I have plenty of faith in Stoic to play there. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think after the after the Liverpool game, I think a lot of us would be pretty comfortable now going with with Cock and Strike, Struick, whichever it is now. Yeah, I've, the I've, Premier League commentators have started changing everyone's names, and I don't like it. Yeah, well, I don't know if they were able to do that thing because at the start of the season they'd send a list over, mm. like a video for in video form. It's just every player pronouncing their own name because that Hello. was when I am Ia <laughs> That was when everyone got the shock because uh, when hi, I'm Phil Yagilka. <laughs> And everyone, will, sorry, what? <laughs> That's not how you say your name. <laughs> no wonder he's not on TV anymore. Yeah. People are just too embarrassed now. Yeah. It's it's a bit of an odd week, this, because obviously Leeds don't have a game at the weekend, but they play Monday night and then they play Friday night. Now, the Friday night game, Villa Away, is available for the princely sum of 15 quid. Yes, pay-per-view football. Prime Plus is back. In BT Sport form. And Sky Sports form. So so these games that weren't moved for TV, that have now brought pay-per-view in, so they can still move the games for TV. Yeah. Mm. Now, am I right in thinking, if I remember rightly, Prime Plus... One, Prem Plus went under because dim- no one bought it. And Satanta. Yeah, and the Satanta stuff. But it was 50 quid for 40 games. Uh, and when you I... bought them individually, it was like five or six quid a game. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. Yeah, I actually, but... It has a Wikipedia page. I do know that, though. Yeah, But like, I'm pretty sure that was roughly what the money was. And 
even if you like with inflation and stuff, even if you just even if you decided that was the right price, you know, with inflation, how they've got to fifteen quid, I don't know. And especially that was when, you know, you did have the option to go. Yeah. You don't have the option to go now. I actually like they can't just keep showing every game for free. I mean, they could actually in terms of the money. They could do that, but they're not going to. Mm-hmm. I'm not it's not that they're charging for the games even as a even although I don't like the pay-per-view thing I'd, I'd much rather they made an extra subscription thing or something like that but yeah it, even well, if they're gonna do it in principle I don't hate that I just think the pricing is absolutely extortionate I mean I know it, I know at this stage it, it would be too quick to turn around something like this, but I, something that I think, especially TFO footballers, has talked about on a number of occasions, would be them developing Netflix. Yeah, a net, yeah, Netflix style. Uh, you know, just on yeah. 3D smart TV or or whatever. You would think that's it that way to come in the next two TV deals. Yeah, because because it. it I think it just makes sense to do it that way because I think there's enough people who if you were paying I think if you were paying 10 to 15 quid a month for all the un, all the quote unquote untelevised games yeah. I think you, I think you get enough takers for it so at least you're getting that for essentially every match whereas you know the problem with this is I don't know it was the problem with Prem Plus like I think the last match they ever showed was Aston Villa versus Sheffield United, and like, yeah, of course, that's how this thing's gonna bomb out. Yeah, like you would, you would wonder. The problem is that if the pay per view thing takes off, it'll flip, and it won't be, you know, West Brom versus Burnley that's on the pay per view model. It'll be Liverpool versus Arsenal that's on the pay per view model, because that's that- that's what happened with uh, boxing and. You know, boxing cards, the big card used to be on Sky Sports. Mm. Uh, and then it flipped around because that, and it does work. You do make more money that way. But the thing is, and, and which uh, with boxing, I understand it because, uh, yes, I appreciate there's rematches, but you realistically, any boxing match, you are going to see probably at most twice in someone's career. There will always be another Man U versus Liverpool game. There will always be another City, ver- you know, City versus Arsenal game, unless something drastically goes wrong with them. So, but like they try and like they try and put something through, and it gets voted down, and they threaten to split off. Well, yeah. Um, Although no, Liverpool would still probably play Arsenal. <laughs> but. You know, and and I think the other thing is you would have this reliance where I think you probably get more. Well, actually, I don't think it's probable. The vast, I would say, the majority of Sky Sports subscribers are there for the football. As opposed I, I to, I think I, I don't do, have the figures in front of me, but I would wager that that is you. You could prove that's true. I bet. Yeah, I bet there is some market research out there. I'm not going to look now, but I bet that it is there. You know, whereas you look at whether it's MMA or boxing, for the most part, that the matches that you pay to watch are going to happen once or twice, and that's it. You you won't see them again. 
Yeah. So you can understand why people pay those those prices for that. Again, and yeah, pending relegation, we're going to play Villa again. We're going to you know we're going to play them again this season, and we'll probably play them again next season. Yeah, it's like what what do you think if they if they are determined that it's you know paying per game for the ones outside of the TV deal? What do you think would be a fair price per game? I, th- I think my upper limit would probably be around eight quid, maybe. Yeah. See, I was thinking a similar number of that because, and I follow is a tenner, but I follow yeah. requires a, has required a bit more setup. Even though the coverage is worse, you know, one often one camera. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, this is but it. They well. have to. They they do accrue additional costs. Premier League games are all being shot in, with forty odd cameras, in that all shoot in four K anyway. Yeah, it's literally just making us making it accessible, and with the amount, and also, you know, how many people buy Accrington Stanley's games? Mm. You know, it's not going to be many. Whereas there's going to be a load of people buying a lot of these games, so you can bring the cost down. Yeah, that like you say. It, uh... I'm just trying to remember now what the the typical ratings were, but I think when we were in the championship, Sky would typically get was it around eighty thousand, ninety thousand people watching Leeds games, and it might have even been higher than that. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. We were, I think we, we and the reason we were on t- we were on TV so much in the championship was because we were the most watched team. Um, and I just I can't help but think that. Right now, when no one can go, and although I know you can go outside and you can do stuff, but you know, for a lot of the time, people are confined to their houses. Mm. Could you not just say, "All right, well, we've got to do this," but it's a fiver? Yeah, you know, it, they would still be making money off that. And if it was a fiver, there might be the odd time where I buy a non-leads game. Yeah, if there was I'd, one that I really fancied watching, or you know, maybe I finish work at seven PM and there's a Monday night game at eight, or you know, something like that. Mm. Uh, I probably, I'm probably not going to buy any that are leads. I'm, I mean, I'm. If it wasn't for that, I have to cover the game live for through it all together, which you know is on Twitter at THIU, it's all LUFC. Yeah. Then I probably wouldn't buy it at all. I would just find a stream. I'd just find a hooky stream on the internet. I mean uh, I, 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 the, I, I and in this time where you're not allowed round to ev- round to people's houses, I mean everyone is gonna have their mates not everyone, but a lot of people are gonna have at least one of their mates round for these games. Because there's yeah. no use you both. There's no use you both paying fifteen quid. Yeah. I mean, like I'll just say that I, I it's BT Sport in it Villa game. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're probably coming to mine. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The food is on me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if it's just there it's, is no it's sense encouraged, in not doing. It's encouraging you to do it. Yeah. Um. I mean, for me, uh, you know, if there was realistically if you weren't bothered I'd, I'd be more than happy to listen to it on the radio yeah 
you know, I you know, I've, I do enjoy radio coverage. I'm not one of those who has to watch every game. Um, yeah, just it just seems like it wasn't. There was no consultation. I don't, you know, I don't know if anyone had reached out to. I don't, I'm, I'm assuming the at this point I've not mentioned them in years because I think the last time I had to mention the SFSF was showing all the bait stuff still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, just, it seems like it's one of those things that's been thrown out there with no real consultation with fan groups or anything like that. It's just. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was a fairly unanimous vote on it. I say, I, I can't say fairly unanimous because unanimous is binary. It either is or it isn't. And it wasn't because yeah. Leicester voted against it. Mm. And apparently Leicester, that was quite a big thing that people weren't pleased with because like for instance, the reason that the project big picture stuff got voted down 20 to nil is because once they know it's going one way, they all just vote the same way to present the United front. Mm. So normally, for most <laughs> things, if it was, say, 17 to 3 in favour of these pay-per-view games, the other three would just vote that way as well. To not to look less like dicks. Yeah, but Leicester, but Leicester appears to say, nah, this, we think this stinks. Yeah. And the, prob- the other problem, of course, is that even though obviously it, it, it isn't going to be free forever, the games have been all on for free since the comeback. Mm. So as much as this isn't a reason, this like legally speaking or all like that, we are all used to being able to watch all the games. And I say for free, not for free. The no. subscriptions are really expensive. Yeah. But as I was saying on Twitter, I was saying on Twitter, the it's sort of an odd thing where the away games don't bother me so much because you know I I haven't already paid for them, but I have already paid for the home games. Yeah, you know I've I've bought a season ticket and 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 Sky Sports and, and BT, BT Sport and I have Amazon Prime and there's a couple of games on BBC and I have a TV license. You know, like it, it just feels like yet another outgoing to watch football. And I wish that there was... Uh, that's, what, that's why I would love a Netflix-style model. Because I'd been off my entire TV subscription mm. and just have, just have Netflix and Premflix and Amazon Prime. Yeah. Because I don't watch anything that's on TV anymore other than live sport. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting because obviously to, to do something like that would essentially it it requires the Premier League to to essentially take away broadcasting from Sky and BT and present it themselves. Yeah, well, that obviously it can't happen until at least the next TV deal, and I think that by the next TV deal there'll be something like that as part of it, and then maybe the next one they might be able to mm. do it fully, but that. That was my biggest problem with the with the big picture stuff. Was okay, so they only need you know six votes from the top six basically to push anything through. And in that deal, they were allowed to sell eight of their games individually, like to international markets. Yeah, which of course would work out really well for Man United and for Liverpool. 
and for Chelsea. And I mean, to an extent, it probably would work quite well for Leeds. Mm. But, you know, it's that's not the problem. They would see how much money they made out of that. And then coming up to the next TV deal, they'd go, right, we think we should be allowed to sell our TV rights individually by club. And that's the end of football. It's like, it's not, it, it destroys the competitiveness of the league. That's why, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid, budget-wise, were so far ahead of everyone for so long, because they can sell them by themselves. The Portuguese clubs are the same. Well, I mean, the, the, there's also a reason why in the early 2000s, Sky weren't allowed to invest in a number of the Premier League clubs when they tried to, us included. Um... Obviously, I think Newcastle tried a similar deal with NTL when that yeah. was their sponsor, and, and they were looking at trying to broadcast uh, broadcast exclusively through that. So, I, I, you know, I feel it's just a you know a rebadged attempt at something like that of just leveraging your own position. Yeah, um, when and doing it when you've got a load of leverage because everyone's desperate because of a pandemic. It is, it's disaster capitalism. It's, you know, oh, something's gone wrong. Let's quickly take advantage and try to make money out of it. Yeah, and, and sadly, there was there was absolutely no subtlety to it either. No, it the, was, it was so brazen. Like, you have to be pretty fucking brazen to have this, this set of shambles of a government come out and say, oh, these back, these backroom deals. I mean, the, go- <laughs> the government that said that, <laughs> that was thanking Marcus Rashford for stepping in, and and opposing the Brit, um, opposing the awful policies of oh them, mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but like to draw criticism from them for being a bit underhanded and a bit greedy is a uh, is some serious going. Yeah, it was because uh, again, this all this was all kind of coming out when we were out together on Monday. And you were just looking through it and just, I think the strangest part was that you had Rick Parry, the AFL chairman, throwing his support behind it. But the Premier League themselves. Former Liverpool chief executive, Rick Parry. Yes. And also, I think, was he CEO of, I was on the board of the Premier League as well. Yeah. Um, But yes, the, the, the Premier League themselves saying no. Pretty much straight away. Yeah. Uh, I also really loved when, when I also loved when the EFL came out and said, "Oh, there's pretty much unanimous support through League One and League Two. And then, like six, seven chairmen all came out on Twitter going, "No, the picking isn't." <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Andy Holt, the Aquins and Germany, who said, "Like when I read the proposals, I was a bit sick in my mouth." <laughs> you know, it, like, it doesn't sound uh, all that unanimous, does it? No, it it was one of those that was like, uh, oh, so uh, you get you guys down there need some cash, do you? Well, I'm I'm sure we can I'm sure we can come to an agreement. Yeah. Treating it, them I, like I, treating them like they're in a porn film and saying I can't pay my rent this month. I mean, I was going to put it more like a loan shark than anything else. But <laughs> yeah, that as well. Oh no, because I think long term it would have resulted in the Premier League fucking them. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, with those votes, yeah, they're all, you're going to get 25% of all the money until in, like, two years they decide that you're not anymore. Actually, no, that's too much. And 
no one could have really done anything about it. Yeah. It was just completely shameless. Uh, there is, well, obviously, there's a load of games this weekend that don't involve Leeds, but Monday night, Leeds and Wolves. Just on your I regular, have, just on your regular Sky Sports subscription, this one. Yeah, just yeah, just actually on the TV that you've already paid for, not the TV that you have to pay for to even be able to buy the extra stuff. And still no porn either. As far as I'm aware, everyone who wasn't Cristiano Ronaldo in the Portugal squad is still tested negative for COVID. So yeah. Wolves should be fine. Oh, that was one thing. Apparently, some apparently uh, some of the Leeds under 18s have had it. Oh, uh, that Sam Campbell, that Motherwell centre back that we were linked with, and he's like, I think us and a couple of other clubs have had, you know, are in for him, and he was going to come to Fort Archer, and he couldn't because of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll we will see. Oh, and the 23s played today. They lost three two, but it was an incredibly young team we had out, and they were a bit unlucky. To lose three two, to be honest. Yeah, I did, I didn't get to see it, but I I obviously I, read about the uh, the Galhart appeal at the end. Oh, I mean, it was an absolutely blatant penalty. I I didn't get to see the game in the most detail in the world. I was watching it, but I was working at the same time. Mm. So it wasn't one of them where I could, you know, I really really paid loads of attention. Niall Huggins down the left was a threat the entire game. He's been out injured for three games. It's good to see him back. I think this uh this move to left back is going to suit him well. Yeah. The Leeds team age wise was 19, 18, 19, 16, 18, 16, 16, 16, 18, 18, 18. Well, was it today or yesterday that, that announced uh, Greenwood had picked up an injury as well while he was away? Uh, that was earlier today. They announced it. Yeah. He's yeah. out for like four weeks, which is a shame because obviously he'd been in really good form. He did. He won the uh, Premier, Premier League, League two. Player yeah. He won. One. Yeah, it's a good lad. But and yeah, then like, uh, our, our other child, oh, that we sort of one of those that we adopted, still Eddie and Ketty becoming the all-time leading under twenty-one goal scorer as well. Yeah, whose record was it? He overtook was it Francis Jeffers? <laughs> it was Francis Alan Shearer and Francis Jeffers. <laughs> which I'll tell you what, if you're building a front three, yeah, one of these kids is not like the other. Yeah. Um, they weren't obviously the twenty threes today, but they definitely deserved at least a point. Um, but like Josh Galloway did well for Ollie Casey nearly scored a screamer. Uh, Max Dean's goal, Leeds' first goal, was a really it was like a low ball in from a free kick from McKinstry, and he like did a back heeled flick into the corner. Mm-hmm. That was a really good finish, and Galloway off the bench scored. But um, I thought both Chris Moore and Jeremiah Mullen, who you know, it's I think it's both of them's first game in the twenty threes. Both 16, if they did really well. I was going to say, we only had three subs as well, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, I thought that they did really well. Um, but it was an interesting game to watch. Uh, Gelhart didn't get on the ball nearly as much this time, but as as before, whenever he did, he stood out a mile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've, I'd forgotten that happened, so it was worth yeah, mentioning. I think the other thing I quite like is... Uh, with the internationals as well, obviously there's the, the news about your NT and Cooper. Philip started a couple of games and all I can think is he must be there at training going, yeah, but Marcelo does it this way. Yeah. Well, as Gary Neville copped a bit 
didn't he, for saying, oh, yeah. he, he learned more in the last six weeks than he has. Now, no. I don't actually think he thought about that. What he was saying was, oh, he's had a big six weeks where he's had a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah I just it, don't it think he thought from about the championship it. To, to anchoring England's midfield. Yeah. Um, well, the Leeds th- were managed by anyone else, he'd have probably been right. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the other thing I, I quite like, and it ca- I, that came out of one of the, I think it was one of the under-21s games, uh, I think it might have been Cresswell, but I'm not 100% sure. There was a challenge went in uh, against one of the Portuguese players, and the English commentator just waited for a second and just went, was that a dirty Leeds? Yeah, <laughs> I did hear about that. Just, just, I just like that was a nice touch. And the stuff you was, can get away with. I think it was a, I think it was Diego Lorente when they played Portugal. Oh, I thought it was the 21s. I, yeah, no, I think it was Lorente. Um, but yeah, the, the Wolves game on Monday. This is it's one of those games I really don't know what to think about Wolves this season. No, they've had a they've had a strange start, haven't they? Yeah, like I'm just getting up now. Like, obviously they they played fairly well against Man City when they lost three one, and they beat Fulham, but they got battered four 0 by West Ham. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously they are a very good side. They've got some really good players throughout. Like, well, Jimenez is a really good striker. Adama Traore is terrifying. They'll have him all greased up and ready to go. Yeah, well, I mean, as much as I, as much as we all love Stuart Dallas, if Adam Traore runs at Stuart Dallas and just kicks it past him and sets off running, <laughs> there's not, and we will leave room in behind. So there, there isn't really much you can do there other than just try and grab him. Yeah, and that goes for any fullback in the league. If he's on it and he has space, there's not a great deal you can do to stop him. Yeah, I was going to say these. It's so weird because it just, it don't, you know, he just sort of turned into this beast at one point. I, I never really noticed it happen. Yeah, it one was, day, it's not just, the same guy that was at Villa. No. Was was he at Middlesbrough before that? Uh, he went Villa, then Middlesbrough, then yeah. was. Because it was at Middlesbrough when it was the game where Bamford scored a hat trick when they beat us three 0 but Adama Traore was just ridiculous. Yeah. Like in that game, it 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 was something daft. Like he completed twenty two dribbles or something. <laughs> like it was it was the, the record for the league ever. I think. Uh, he's he's just this absolute physical specimen at this point, isn't he? And the the fact that they've even I think that he's even. He did an interview once, and, and I remember him saying that he was like, I don't, I don't really do anything in the gym. And, I, and you just look at me like, fuck off. Everyone keeps back, everyone that knows him and gets interviewed about that backs him up on that. I don't know if it's just some, you know, simultaneous guy lie that's going around. <laughs> you know, about, you know, the, the striking fruit vendors in the Mexican football. Uh, <laughs> That's going to sound really weird to the majority that's, of people who won't get that reference. That's uh, a very, it's a very niche Scrubs reference. That is. <laughs> but he will be, you know, pretty much impossible to stop if he's on it. Uh, up from w- with Jimenez and Traore. I mean, they don't always start Traore. They sometimes leave him for the last half hour. But And with him having been away on international duty, I would think there's a chance. But because the game's not till the Monday, 
I think he'll probably be fine mm. to play. Uh, they'll they'll probably put that uh, Pedro Neto on the left in terms of up front, but they might play that Pedence, and I really like him from what I've seen of him. Yeah, I th- I, I think I caught more of him uh, pretty much from when I ended up coming home uh, in March. So the, the the football I kind of saw after the reset, uh, the way he was playing, he was he was so entertaining to watch. Yeah, uh, centre midfield two were good: Jamatinho and Ruben Neves. I mean that is a that is a really good midfield too. There's no real argument. But I'm wondering because it's a three four three. I'm wondering what formation Leeds will actually play because you can go both ways with that because it is only one central striker. Mm. So that'll be interesting. Uh, they're back three. Uh, Romain Sice is decent enough. He's he's having quite a good season. Connor Cody in middle is really good, and obviously he's another one who has made his way into the England team and he scored, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Uh, and Willie Bolly is good, but I wouldn't... He'd be the one that I think we can... I think him and Sice, we can get at both of them. Yeah. Like, just looking, I'm just looking through their squad now, actually. It's, obviously, I know, obviously, Hotter left, but still some very good players there. Especially attack-wise. Not that I really know who any of them are. Yeah. I don't know if I'm just basing that off the fact that they all have f- fancy foreign names. Yeah. It could be, though, that they don't play 3 4 3. Like, if they just put Pedence up with Jimenez and mm. leave Traore on the bench for a minute, then it could be like a 3 5 2. And then we can set up the same way we did against Sheffield United. Yeah. Which I think. I'm not sure if it'll happen or not. I just. I'm really not sure how they're going to line up. Um. I can't, can you see there being anything we... Uh, Bielsa has said that Hernandez is fit and that the internationals who aren't Juventus and Cooper have all returned fine. Yeah, he said Rafinha's fitting quite well. Yeah, he said he'll be in the squad, but I can't see him starting. No, I, to be honest, I can't see Hernandez starting. No, I can't either. Um, Do you think that Rodrigo finally gets the nod over Roberts as the 10. Well, I say a 10, attacking eight. I think he should do. I, th- I think after that performance against City, I, th- I think it's... Because I, I, I genuinely feel like, given the start we've made, the worst that can happen is, and, and with it being Bielsa, <clears throat> they'll be willing to make a change anyway. If it doesn't work for 45 minutes, you make the change. Yeah. Like I, the other thing is, if they do go into that three-five-two, then Leeds can play, Leeds will match them up, like we did against Sheffield United, and then that really suits Rodrigo. Yeah, because he'd be more playing off Bamford. Maybe, yeah, that'd be a real makeshift defense at that point for us. Yeah, <clears throat> but well, yeah. we'd, we'd probably just uh, well, we'd just um, go. Ailing Cock strike at centre back. Dallas had moved to right wing back, and Harrison had probably played left wing back. Yeah, if if we had to go that way. Um, but yeah, I'd be surprised if Hernandez started. I think he'll just be on the bench. No, I wonder how. I mean, at this point, if you were to if you were to guess how many how many games do you think or how many games do you see Hernandez starting this season now? Between now and the end of the season. Yeah, 
That's a very interesting or, question. Or how many more games, I should, I should say, because he obviously started against Liverpool. Because I, I, I think there'll be games when he does get the when he gets the nod and he'll start. But yeah, I, like but I, but I do think now it'll be it'll be more limited. That's a really I hadn't thought about that. I still think that there is a decent chance he gets his way back into being the first choice as the more attacking of the two eights. Hmm. Even with Rodrigo costing all that money and stuff, I still think there's a decent chance of that. So I'm going to say, like from now, Leeds allowed, we've played four, so we've 34 left. I'll say 15. Yeah, I, I was thinking 10 to 15. Because yeah. I, th- I think I... he'll start a few there. I think there'll be a couple where he starts on the right. A lot, think, depends, I mean... a lot depends on how Rafinha starts, because if Rafinha starts really well, because like I think Costa will start on the right in this game, obviously. But if Rafinha has a really good start when he gets on, and we've seen form of Paveda as well, that will probably close off the Hernandez starting out wide option. Yeah, um, and, and, and to be honest, I think that, I think the other thing that we've that will probably dictate it more than anything else, both for him and the rest of the squad, will will end up being injuries. Yeah. Um, which I don't. Rodrigo's had a few of it last couple of years. Tyler Roberts has had a, more than a few. Yeah, like you say, and, and just that ability to to play on either wing or or players, or yeah. you know, like you say, the attacking eight. But I'd be absolutely fine with him being on the bench most of the time and coming on with half an hour left. Yeah, I I, I honestly think that. Coming on either at half time or with half an hour left, and just just seeing if he can change a game, uh, because I, I still think I, technically there's, there's still you know he's still an, an absolutely fantastic footballer. It, 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 technically, he is as good as anyone. He's brilliant. Yeah, it's just be and, and obviously I think the Liverpool game was always going to be a harsh test, really, as to you know to how effective he could be in a Premier League game. I, th- I think, especially when you, for that game as well, you had a, a brand new back line, essentially. Um, so I, th- I think it'll be games like Villa, games like Wolves. And I think once he's, once he's got a couple of games under his belt this season where, you can, where we'll actually see how, how good he can be at this level. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubts about his ability. It's just if he can stay fit. And it is actually a good thing if we don't rely on him this season. Yeah, it's 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 it sounds sad when you say it, but I, I don't mean it in a sad way at all. But we do need to move away from, from purely relying on him for a bit of magic to, to open things up. And I, and I think if you look at some of the signings we've made now, uh, certainly Rodrigo has shown glimpses that he he can be a creative player I, th- I think Costa in uh, you know in the first couple of games at least has, has looked more threatening than he did for the majority of last season yeah him having a bit more space to move into has definitely helped one thing that uh, Bielsa did mention in his press conference today actually when he was on about the signing of Rafinha he said he gives us another option on the right wing and on the left and eventually in the centre 
Oh, we must have the most versatile squad in the division. No, so I think he is seeing that there is an op. I think one of his things in his head for Rafinha is that he might also be that attacking eight slash ten, as well as being a wide player. Which you know, I, I haven't. Really, I mean, from what I've seen of him, he you know he's quick and he can run at people and he's got quite a good finisher, but. I haven't seen enough to have an opinion over whether he will be good enough at that or not, but if Bielsa reckons he might be, then that's probably, that's enough. It's just funny at the moment when you, because when you, you know, we talk about Douglas leaving, but in our squad, we pretty much have, take out the goalkeeper. You've got three, you've got at least three players that can play about three different positions. Yeah. Um, so you, and we've got a bigger, you know, we've got a bigger squad than we did last season, I think. But I think it's even more versatile now. Like there just seems to be these, you know, you, you like you say, you you could put Rafinha down as playing three different positions there. You've got Alioski who can play left back, left wing, right wing. And you've got and, Harrison and who can play the wing striker and. I was going to say, when they asked Bielsa today about, because he was asked about Mickey Croissants, uh, and they said, like, why he went through the midfield options, and when he was talking about the options for playing as the eight in a central midfield, he listed Alioski. Now, he did come on there again. It was the Fulham game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he came on there for, like, the last 10, 15 minutes. So, like, even the ones who already can play three or four positions are learning a fifth Mm. <laughs> no, it's it, it's it's crazy to see, you know, uh, up until Bielsa arriving, you know, you'd always think, ah, oh, yeah, it'd be good to have a few players who can play a couple of positions, and now they all can. Yeah, um, you know, especially sort of your midfielders, the wingers. He's going to turn them into fullbacks and centre mids and. Strikers and Costa is going to be a surprisingly good backup goalkeeper. Yeah, that's one fear I do have. There's been an outbreak of COVID in the France under twenty one squad. Oh. There's like four of them got it, I think, and obviously Ian Maye is there. Yeah, and you know I really, really, really want him to be okay. One because he's his best goalkeeper by a mile, but two that either means. Kiko's fit again and he plays, which uh or we're throwing in Ilya Capril, who although he has mm. looked good in the twenty threes, that's a bit it risky. Is the 23s, yeah. That is a bit risky. And it's not like when Melier was in the twenty threes and he was saving a penalty every week. <laughs> You're like, I think this guy's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, if Melier went down, I'd be concerned. Well, I'd say we've talked about that game enough now especially when if it suddenly comes out that half the Portugal squad is testing positive the game will probably get called off so um, what do you reckon the score will be on Monday and we'll probably there's no point going into the Villa game we'll do another one like Tuesday or something like that can, can I pick 3-0 by default well one team, <laughs> one, one team in Tarlin style <laughs> <laughs> um, like you say with Wolves form it's, it's sort of a tough one to pick um, but 
I'll go with... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep the positivity going. I'm going to say a 2-0 win. Uh, I'm, I'm in a similar boat where I really don't know what to think of Wolves. And obviously, like Leeds haven't been able to bed all the new signings in because they've been away on international duty. Wolves have all been away on international duty, but they're already bedded in, and they know they do know the system really well at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm gonna because we're, I'm gonna say one one. I think one apiece. You're just so negative, Jack. Yeah, I am. I'm so negative, thinking that we're gonna get a draw with the team that. Have been in the top seven the last two seasons, and then uh, were they, they were in the Europe. Were they in the Europa League quarterfinals? Uh, yeah, I think it was the quarters where they got to last season. Yeah, yeah, it might have even been. No, it wasn't the semis. I think it was the quarters. No, I think uh, it was uh, Scott made it to the semis, didn't they? Yeah. Anyway, I reckon that will do us for episode eighty-four of the My Wise podcast, and we will sh- we, sh- we will come back pretty soon after the Villa after Villa game after the Wolves game to do the Villa game uh, there's, we're on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod the stuff we write goes up on through it altogether.spnation.com which is on Twitter at THIU it's all LUFC uh, this is a weird plug that most of you won't care about but if any of you happen to be wrestling or MMA fans our mate Alex Benison and of this parish KC interviewed Ken Shamrock last week uh, and you can find that it's all over Twitter and everything, but if you go to at Armchair Wrestle One, uh, Armchair Wrestling is his wrestling podcast. Uh, it's worth plugging. They did a really good like hour. It was about hour and five, something like that. Yeah, great, great conversation with him. Really, yeah, and, really, in, he's a really interesting guy. Yeah, and obviously Ken Shamrock is a properly big name UFC Hall of Famer type. So. Yeah, he he was he was such such an interesting guy to have a conversation with, and and I I will openly admit I'm not a UFC guy, but the first half of it it's hard not to talk about his his MMA career. Yeah, because I know he had a big pro. Well, he still does have a big pro wrestling career, but he has a huge MMA career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so for those of you that might interest, I'd recommend you check that out. It was really good. Uh, if you need anything recording, I know we do it at the start, but we'll do it again. Uh, go to Medicine Room Studios on Facebook, medicineroomstudios.com. Obviously, we're not recording there at the moment because of the rules, but once things get back to normal, yeah. that will be a place to get any recording stuff done. That's why, at the minute, it's just through Skype, so it sounds a bit different. He, but he anyway, can, Don can still work wonders with you. Yeah, he can still tidy up the audio. I'm sure that... Sorry, I, the way that I said that, I thought that I was going to go into an Eminem rap because he had a line that sounded like that and I almost did the cadence when I was speaking by accident. Okay. It was it, when you catch yourself doing something think, no, don't do that. That'll be really cringy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that will do us. I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.